great future. We're talking real money. It's time again. Yeah, just like that. I know time flies when you're having fun. It's time for another edition of the Talking Real Money Real Podcast with your real hosts, Don McDonald and Tom Cock right over there. Hi, everybody. We're doing one hey. of the we're doing one of the joint things again. Isn't it fun? Uh by the way, you can call us with your questions at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, or you can send them in to us at talkingrealmoney.com on the contact form. And I can just, I'm laughing because I, you what? know, we're recording this on a Friday and it used to be when people said we're doing one of the joint things on a Friday, it meant a whole different deal. But in, anyway, that's in okay. In Washington state, it still means a whole different That's a good point. Florida. I'm old now though. In so Florida though. I never find my exactly. way Exactly. You know, it's so funny. I can't do it. I, 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 when I, if I was... 30 years younger, maybe. Yeah. I might really enjoy this legal marijuana thing. But I might actually, you know, if I was 30 years younger, yeah, I might eat all those grape nuts in the next two, three months. But uh, no, that's not going to happen now. Oh, so. we're not doing the grape nuts thing again. Okay, leaving that. We're leaving the grape nuts aside unless there's a new grape nut shortage. But, Let's crunch but, on something else. Yeah. But there is something that is, we hear from you a lot about, uh, Generating income. We hear a lot of questions about it. We really do. Uh, how do I get income in retirement? And I think, I don't know, but it strikes me that maybe you're going about this all wrong. Well, I mean, the number one question I get, Don, when I ask, when I sit down with people and say, what do you want to know? You know this. The number one question always is, can I retire and how do I get the money to do that? And I always say, sure, you can retire. Well, how do you know that? Well, you could anybody can retire. The question is, will you have enough money to last the rest of your life? That's a whole other issue. But people oftentimes type in income in retirement or retirement income. If you do that, where wait, where do they with, type it in? They type in either income in retirement. You mean or on the retirement internet, income? Right. On, pardon me on the inter, on the interweb. Yes. Uh, all right. And they load up. It's they type it in on their like, typewriter. No, <laughs> selectric. And nothing three. happens. <laughs> and here's the thing, you end up with like one. I looked, just did this the other day. One million four hundred fifty-six thousand three hundred sixty-eight pages. It's some ridiculous number. And I did it recently because, as you know, as part of Retire Meet America coming up in two weeks, I'm doing the piece on income and retirement. So I'm always looking to see what's out there. And you know the top two websites. I don't know. I don't know how Google picks all this, but the top two are. Number one, PIMCO, which I haven't heard a lot about since the, the bond master Bill Gross left. And number two, who's your buddy, who's your pal, the retirement income store. Now, I know you love the retirement income <laughs> store, Don. I know you shop there often. If you're not at Amazon or at Panera, <laughs> you're at the retirement income store. Yeah, I try. Wow, yeah. those are the that, top that ones. Retirement retirement income store is one of these these means, these venues that distribute expensive, high-commissioned annuity-type products. So just no. in, uh, life, they're insurance no. salespeople. No. Yes, they do. They're, you give them yes. your money, and they give some of it back to you. They give a Hopefully. lot of it back to the, uh, to the salespeople. Well, a we lot. just ran one the other day uh, where the annuity, all the expenses were about 3.4% a year. So think that through how much money they're making on your money. Anyway, so we don't recommend 
other than an immediate annuity, were you to give your money to somebody like, I, I think Vanguard still has a product, right? Where you give that to them, they're going to pay you a very small interest on your money, but you get it back over a period of time. I'm okay with that one when you start for getting some, into all the rest some, of it. For some, for yeah, some, for some, for some. Yeah, no, no, not, not saying for all of it. But I'm saying I'm okay with that. By the way, that creates a budget of some sorts, right? Because you're only getting a certain amount back. But once you start getting into the rest of the confusion and you could make this much of the market and it's bond-like, and oh, find some other path. That doesn't work for me. But I'll tell you what does work. Here's the thing I see most of the time, Don. Most people either A, take no risk with their money. They have it all. It's, what, $19 trillion today in, in banks. Mm-hmm. Or conversely, they have it all in five or six stocks and they're getting ready to retire. You're like, what? well, wait a minute. You realize that if one of those stocks, something goes wrong, you're going to be in a bad way. And if the market goes down, which it could any time, you could end up with half of the money you have today. So I find people don't have a balanced approach. You got to have balance. Right. In retirement for income. No question. And then the other part, Don, is frankly, people don't know what they spend all the time. People come in and tell us, oh, my cost of living, this, my mortgage, this, 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 it's this much. And we go through a very simple exercise with some of them and say, no, you're spending way more than that. So you got to know what you're going to spend. You got to be willing to have a little bit of the money in stocks and some money in bonds, some balance there that will allow you to draw the money down while markets are roiling, which remember it was just about a year ago, right? When we really went into the difficult tailspin that saw stocks decrease a whole bunch. Those are a couple of the big ones that I see as problems. I'll be talking about more of these, obviously, at Retire Meet. Well, yeah, and there was one that just, I mean, we're recording this on Friday. Uh, there was one that just came up that you probably aren't even aware of. This is one of the biggest Ponzi schemes since Madoff that Uh-oh. was just disclosed today where a, uh, a an investment advisory firm was offering high-income securities to investors paying 8% per year. 8%? 8% per year. Um, and they had a they, they they claimed that their profits were from a portfolio of high income generating properties. It was a sort of a private thing, and uh, it turns out that they apparently, and they've been accused of defrauding investors of more than one point seven billion dollars. Wow! Wow! Ponzi promising scheme. an eight percent return now. <sighs> This is one of the issues with income. People get into junk bonds. They get into preferred stock. They're getting into all these esoteric things because they want to stretch for yield. They want, they say they need, and they may need that extra return, but you don't realize the kind of risk you're getting into from just the risk of volatility all the way up to this, the risk of losing potentially everything to a con artist who looked perfectly legitimate. It was a company called GBP Capital. Sounds legit. And it sounds legit. PB, and they were, no, wait. Was PB&J Capital? P, PBJ, no. GBP. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Pardon me. I, I always go with the peanut butter myself. And, but. and they were the people who created the, the securities, which weren't really securities, and they were being sold by a company called Ascendant Capital. Now, see, doesn't that sound Ooh. legitimate too? Ooh, going straight up, straight up. I got to be ascending 
No one ever found descendant capital, by the way. No, that would not be that would not be good branding. Uh, <laughs> that would be bad branding. Yeah, well, hey, we guarantee everything no, will I go mean, down. So, but you if you actually guarantee point. everything will go down, you can't get in trouble with the SEC. <laughs> Descend, descending capital. Yeah. You raise a very good point. Number one, I mean, you, first of all, you need to know what rate of return you need on your money anyway. Right. That's got to be one thing. And and then you build the portfolio appropriately. But in these very low interest times, people get frustrated because they see the bond part of their portfolio not making money while the stocks have made money. And they think, why do I own these bonds and aren't making any money? I got to do something. And by the way, if somebody's offering you 8%. It oh, wait, it's legitimate. not 8% a year. I'm sorry. Oh, pardon me. It's 8% a month. Oh, well, in that case, sign me up. I'll give them all my money. But a whole bunch of very wealthy people put their money into this. Why? Why did they do that? Other than the fact that they want the high income. They did it because they thought they were special, and there were special investments for them, too. That's the same reason that Bernie Madoff made people feel very exclusive, very special. You're able to you know, get into this. A lot of other people can't. And I'm going to pay you one. He was only doing like one and a half percent a month. So he was a mere popper compared to the 8% yeah, a month. And I can't believe but, people uh, no. felt So it. don't, yeah. I think the, the right, the right word there is reach for yield. That's when people get in trouble, but back to the income part, you got to have a strategy. You got to have a plan. We'll talk more about it. Retire meet and don't go to PIMCO and don't go to the retirement income store to learn about retirement income. Those are not the places to do it. No. No. As a matter of fact, I was reading some of the stuff from the retirement income store, and they're whining about how annuities get a bad rap in the press. And they claim the reason is because banks and brokerage firms don't want you to know about these wonderful vehicles. Wonderful vehicles. Wunderbar. We have a, uh, by the way, you can call us with your questions, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, or you can send them in to us at TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form. And uh, here you go, Tom. This is one about a complex portfolio. Uh Uh-oh. So I'm going to read the the fund names, but I'm not going to give the symbols and all because it's just too complicated. But we want to answer everybody's questions. So this one is about, am I making my portfolio too complex? 61 years old, retired, Mm -hmm. just moved my 403B to a rollover IRA with Ameritrade. Here's the portfolio I'm thinking of using. Not anticipating needing this money till RMDs. What do you think? Vanguard Total Bond Index, 30%. Yeah. Vanguard Total Stock Index, 15%. Vanguard Mid-Cap Index, 15%. Vanguard Small Cap Index, 15%. Vanguard Emerging Markets Index, 10%. Total International Stock Index, 10%. Real Estate Index, 5%. Thus endeth the reading of the fund names. Yeah, so it sounds like a 70-30, in stocks, 30% in bonds. You are correct. I think I have that right. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. But now bear in mind, it's it's 45% in of that, or I'm sorry, well over half of the U.S. portfolio is uh, of the port the equity portfolios in U.S. stocks. We only have twenty percent 
Yeah. In uh, in international. Well, it was a ten emerging. Ten and emerging. Ten, ten in, international. Yeah. yeah. So you're overweighted to emerging because emerging markets make up about ten percent of the global portfolio. But if your portfolio is seventy percent in stocks. You can do the math pretty easily and see that it should only be seven. Mm -hmm. Number two is you're way underweighted international, which is over time has been very productive. I know the last 10 years, people say, I'll just put it all in U.S. stocks. Makes a lot more money. Sure. People said that right up to 2000 and then 2000 through 2009, the lost decade, you made nothing in the S&P 500, actually lost a little bit, and the international supplied a great return. So you want to balance those out. Number two. I'm not a fan of mid-cap, and yeah, I do think you're, you're, you don't need to own that, but here's the thing you're really missing from this portfolio. It starts with a V yeah. and ends with an E. Mm -hmm. You don't have any value here. This is mainly a growth portfolio, both U.S. and international and mid-cap. You got Vanguard has a very fine U.S. small cap value fund. Um, the problem is when you get international, it's harder to find those value funds, of course, dimensional funds have very fine value both in in, uh, in in developed markets and in emerging markets. So, yeah, do I think the portfolio is too complicated? Sure. I think if you're going to do the what you just mentioned, you could do three funder. You could do the U.S. market, the international market, and then the bond market. You could actually do them in thirds to be pretty close to what you're doing today. And that will give you more diversification than what than what you just gave us. The issue still would be, you don't have a value component. And and to do that, I would simply add in Vanguard's either large value or small value to give you some part of that market because value stocks have created greater returns over time. I know they haven't lately, and so people want to give up. Don't do that. U.S. small value, by the way, I just looked again today, Don, is up 34% since last October. It's the best performing asset class. And it was you terrible. Own them. Yeah. Now, here's, yeah, it was horrible. Here's, again, I don't think it's too complicated. I just think you're... Like Tom said, I think you're you're picking up some asset classes that don't necessarily make a lot of sense, like mid cap. Um, here's what I would do: I think you're way underweighted, way, way, way underweighted in uh, in international. That total international fund should be up closer to twenty percent of the portfolio, total portfolio. I think your total stock market should probably be closer, well, probably about fifteen with about maybe 10% into the small cap index and 10% into the small cap value. And I probably would reduce the the emerging markets a bit, as he said. But the, the only difficulty in a portfolio like this comes when it's time to rebalance. And it makes rebalancing just a little bit more complicated, but not so complicated that you can't do it, but you just have to discipline yourself to do it because when you start getting all of these different asset classes, you start, there's more temptation to wait on one of them to say, I'm going to let that one run for a little while. It's doing really well. So uh, don't do that. But, and, and I would get rid of the mid cap certainly, and just rejigger the allocations a little bit. You need more overseas. Thanks for and the note. And you need more value. And you yeah, need more value. Question. You need overseas value. Yeah. Thanks for the question. Thank you all for your questions. Just send them in. We'll get to them. Uh, either call us at 855-935-TALK, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Leave your question there. Or go to TalkingRealMoney.com, our website, and type it in or record it right there on the website, too. You can do that if you have a computer microphone, which most people do. And don't forget Retire Meet coming up in just a couple of weeks if you're listening to this podcast. Wow. In I early mean, February. I guess Don's going to get to keep his job. Now, remember, he doesn't if you don't, if, if at least a thousand people don't sign up. 
and we're getting close to a thousand now. So I guess you're going to be still yeah, employed be after retirement. I, I, so I, I was work. pretty sure I'd be fine. Wow. It's amazing. Amazing response. You should be part of this. It's all virtual. It's all free. It's all um, incredible information that you're going to get about such a wide variety of topics and gifted speakers and yeah, I think it'll be fun. It's as good as it's ever been, minus the sandwiches. So I think it's going to be a terrific event. That's February 20th. That, you could do a sandwich. You can make your own sandwich. Maybe. Dog on it. Oh, maybe I'll put some great sandwich recipes up on Retire That Me. is there a great idea. Something a little horseradish in there, oh, spice things yeah, up yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Maybe some peppers and pickles or anyway. Oh, don't, so say, don't say P words. You get plosives. Peppers and pickles. Uh, so, so join us on the 20th. It's uh, it's free. It's at retiremeat.com, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. It's it 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 it's been it's been very well received for now six years. Six. This is years. number so seven. This is number seven. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Retiremeat.com. Yeah. And Love he to see said you. it couldn't be done. I did say that. You did. I stand by that. Eventually, it is going to fail. Damn it! <laughs> I know. You're right. I am I counting on it failing. <laughs> exactly. All right. Thank you all for being a part of the podcast. Please tell your friends, your neighbors, your relatives, even your enemies. I don't care. And if you love what you hear, leave us a, a review at Apple Podcasts. Thanks for being there. I'm Don. That's Tom. This is Talking Real Money. Talking real money. That the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.